Alright, 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 party people. Welcome back to NFL Rambling. This is episode 6. This is like a week or so since the NFL draft. I'm not sure. But tonight the DSFL draft, but I'll probably miss some of it because I'll be at work. But anyways, well, today we'll be discussing the NFL draft, how I fell to that fourth round, what I've been thinking of the Chicago Butchers locker room so far, my performance in a Pro Bowl and just the Pro Bowl in general, and maybe some off-topic things. We'll see. So if that sounds interesting to you, sit back, relax, and listen to me talk. Alright, first thing we're going to discuss here at the NSFL Draft, and how I fell pretty far. And Well, not pretty far, I fell to the fourth round. I shouldn't say pretty far, but I did fall in the NSFL Draft to the fourth round, pick number 43 by the Chicago Butchers. So GM Bailey actually said that... Sorry, I'm not sure if I say he or she. I honestly forgot what gender Bailey is. I'm really, really sorry about that, but... So the female name throws me off. Probably should get back on. Probably should ask them eventually. But they said they were actually going to take me earlier. And they were trying to trade up to get me. So the fact they were able to get me in the fourth round. Is pretty good for them I'd say. I was actually really nervous that whole draft. At the summer myself fall. I thought I was going to be picked up by the Arizona Outlaw. Because they have a linebacker problem. But apparently not as they... I think they chose a couple of other linebackers, but they didn't choose me, which is really surprising to me. They could have, I thought the New Orleans line might pick me up, but in the end, it was the Butchers. I spent that, once a whole draft up to, up to me getting picked, because then there were just not many people left on the board that I was interested in seeing where they went, you know what I mean? I picked up right after the kicker, Philip Stein, by the way. My my Royals teammates, like, got some fastballs, who, my opinion, is an amazing guy. He didn't talk much in the Royals locker room, but he was still an amazing asset to the team. You know, just a really chill guy to talk with. And Greedy Sly was, of course, picked number one overall in both the DSFL and NSFL draft. Honestly, don't know if that's been done before. I'm actually pretty sure it might have been done before, but again, I don't know. But he would pick number one overall, and he deserved it, man. Like, yes, he did get this uh, over three and a half hour podcast. Of course, he had guests helping him, but still, three and a half hours, I couldn't do that. I'd burn out. Like, these short, bite sized podcasts are what I do. But, but it's just ramblings. But I can't ramble for three and a half hours. But in the end, that is what it is. So yeah, I ended up falling down to the fourth round. I honestly thought to myself I'd be out by round three. So, fourth round pick. I'm ready to sell everyone what a steal I am. A lot of people couldn't agree. So I said that was one of the biggest steals of the draft, which I believe. Yeah, let me try my Twitter ad. So, wait, hold on. See who else said that. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh, well, I probably should just go to my 
Well, hold on, hold on. Alright. Give me a second. Sometimes it takes a moment to go for these drat, go for these um, notifications on my DS NSFL Twitter. Almost done there. There. Or, or, or cease Firestorm Field. I am very sorry if I mispronounced your name because that's what it says on the Twitter here handle, but I have no idea who actually that is. He's a cornerback for the Butchers. He said that that was the steal of the draft and no one convinced me otherwise. Yeah, I won linebacker of the year, but interestingly enough, I will not be playing linebacker for the Butchers. All called up and agreed to switch to safety, but you know, Butchers even paid for my safety switch, which I find really, really nice of them. Thank you for doing that, because I need that $4 million. <laughs> but yeah, Eric actually took, took, um, Eric actually took his teammates to Cheesecake Factory in the NFL universe, but basically, he paid for it with the food and most of the drinks, but after free drinks, he's not gonna start. He's gonna start asking them to pay for it. Dude's on a budget. That's it. I want that tweet for now. Hold on a second. There we go. Tweeted that out. But anyways, yeah, I think this will do it for that segment. Next segment, we'll be talking about the Butcher's Locker Room. Alright, let's talk about the Butcher's Locker Room, which I've been feeling very, very welcomed into. When I was drafted by the Butchers, Bailey told me that they were planning on taking me earlier in the draft, as I said before. They were basically, they wanted to move up for me earlier, but they couldn't figure, couldn't get a good enough trade for it. But they still got me without having to move up much. So, good job on them. I have to go and find out what exactly they said. Hold on. Give me a sec. Do you see going on Discord? Bailey, where are you? Alright. Alright, yeah. They debated taking me in round two or three, and they tried to move up multiple times. So, yeah, I'm also going to be positioning switching to safety, as I said before. Eric is going to be swimming down a bit. Maybe getting a little taller. No, it doesn't matter. Anything can happen in the world of the NSFL. The other position switching to safety. Eric will get West tackle, but more interceptions, hopefully. You know, he have like two interceptions the whole season if you count the postseason. <laughs> Sorry, the burp. But anyways, I'm really glad they paid for my, um... <laughs> had to burp again. Sorry, I ate to drink some coffee earlier. Coffee makes me burp. Glad they paid for that. For my switch, because I don't know if I could have paid for it myself. And then I gotta mention King of Inches. This dude is a graphic making machine. 
made this really cool graphic for me about Eric Richard now in the Butchers. It's actually my signature on um, the forums website, so that's where you can probably see it. It's also my wallpaper for my Twitter Twitter account. So if you want to see that, not in the Butcher locker room, you can see where it is. Um, either my signature or on my Twitter wallpaper, as I've said. But this freaking dude made, made some amazing um, graphics. Man, I wish I could make graphics this good. I freaking wish I could. I'm going to talk about my graphics being a bit, bit being good, but this one blows them out of the water. When I make graphics, I make them to hype the team up. They're not really for grading. They're for the team. At least that's how I feel about it. But still. Anyways, the, the Chicago locker room has been really good. Kind of might be the world's locker room with how much everyone supports each other. Even when Sly took over and started spamming Patriots, Jeffs, and the world's locker room, I didn't really mind that much. And speaking of, and talk, go on to that tangent. So talking about the Patriots, I, I don't really like Tom Brady that much, but I respect the heck out of a guy who won six Super Bowls and somehow kept the dynasty up for, for wow, I think about 19 years of the, as a dynasty. Hold on, i got to look up some stats. Super Bowls has Tom Brady been to. Played in, not one, played in. He's played in nine Super Bowls. I don't know, I think that's the record. Yeah, it's an NFL record. He's the modern day John Montana, which eventually means I think there's going to be a Nets Tom Brady one day. I think these things might go in cycles. But who knows? But, anyways, that's just a little tangent. And if I go on another tangent, I really think, in terms of most cursed NFL fa- franchises, it's either the Minnesota Vikings, the Bengals, or the Bills. Might as well for the Falcons in there for us to credit. These teams haven't made, have made the Super Bowl, but lost them. Bills famously made the four straight Super Bowls and lost each one of them, which is really bad. Vikings made the fourth Super Bowl, but lost all of them. Of course, for the Falcons, 28 to three, blowing that lead <sighs> to the Patriots. Actually, still have no idea how they blow that lead. Like, if you just run the ball, you win. Like, if I had 28 to three lead in the fourth quarter or near the third, I start running the ball. It's one of the simplest things you do: run the ball, run out the clock, don't give them an opportunity to come back. I mean, how stupid do you have to be to start passing a lot when you're in the fourth quarter up by 25 points? Start running the ball, chew up clock, take your victory. But before I go ranting again, I'm really glad that Chicago has welcomed me like they have. Also, Eric Richards is getting a Bull tattoo on his shoulder, I say on Twitter. Might be Thursday if he gets it. He'll just be a cosmetic thing. Obviously, it won't show up in the 
actual is in the actual game, but still, it's really good. But that that's gonna do it for my talk about the butcher's locker room. Next, we're gonna talk about some off-topic things. Okay, we were going to talk about some hot topic things, but I would prefer to talk about what my predictions for the Butcher's season are going to be before I end the episode. The next segment or so, but anyways, my current prediction for the Butcher's is that this might be one of those rebuilding years or not. And we have many expectations, which are kind of the same way in London. Then again, London went to the Ultimate Mini when I had no expectations, so... Maybe having no expectations is a good thing, but I digress. Yeah, currently I have very little expectations, but the end, very little expectations could mean that I get pleasantly surprised. Who knows? But yeah, currently I need, I am, I have no expectations, and as for Eric Richards, I don't expect him to have any crazy, insane stats, but I expect him to make some noise at the safety level, but he probably won't win any awards, but it'd still be nice for him to get some stats, learn what he need to work on, you know, and hopefully get him into a good shape to lead the Butchers to a new era. Well, yeah. Anyways, my biggest hope for Eric Richards is to one day win an Ultimatus, and to maybe, and to maybe leave a Acting legacy. I don't know if, if this is going to be Hall of Fame worthy, but I just want him to leave a legacy so people remember him when I make my eventually, eventually, maybe my next recreate. I already have a plan for that recreate, even though it's going to be a long time down the line. I'll, I'll get, actually tell you what my next recreate seasons, a few seasons, like seasons down the line is. His name's gonna be Ward Frieza, and yes, he's gonna be a Dragon Ball Z character. That's gonna be either a wide receiver or a quarterback. But yeah, his name's gonna be Ward Frieza. I'm actually gonna treat him like he's Ward Frieza in my stories, and I'll probably come up with some excuse to have him, um, you know, be, be in football. Maybe he got bored destroying plants and wanted to destroy defenses, who knows. But in the end, he'll, I'll find some excuse and he'll be up there because I'm seeing like just a hexagon, maybe just a hexagon be a player, so why not Frieza? But yeah, it's my plans for my eventual, very much eventual, let's recreate. But in the end, well, first recreate, you know what I mean. Man, those, I have egg rolls for like breakfast waiting for me and they're so good but y'all wait for them to cool down which is why I'm recording this right now this segment but yeah that's my plans but yeah Eric Richards really hope he reads a legacy and I really hope maybe one year he'll win safety of the year but who knows might not my base hope for him to make a pro bowl but that's a one shot but who knows, he really played well in the DSFL Pro Bowl. Oh yeah, I gotta talk about that. He had like, 
Um, in the first game, the NFC made like a comeback against the AFC. They actually split the series. Eric Richards had like 14 tackles or so, I believe. He was one of the bigger offensive contributors there. Also, in the second game, he like had a few tackles, forced a fumble, and had a sack. So that was really nice, even though they lost, because the offense couldn't get anything going. Seriously, turnovers killed us that game. But anyways, none of those games really matter. Just a showcase of what the players can do. Also, probably Eric Richards' last game is linebacker, so that was something to celebrate. But yeah, that was really nice. But again, it didn't really matter. The NSFL Pro Bowl also split the series. So, yeah, but my hope for the future is to leave a legacy event maybe one day when safety of the year and to just keep on trucking along Aaron Richards' career to bigger and better heights. But you know, you know what it is. Anyways, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank every, thanks, everyone, for listening in to NCFL Ramblings. I'll see you next time we have an episode, which might be next week. You know, after the first few preseason games, the NFL have a preseason, I have no idea. But anyways, thanks for listening, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye.